You are engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the broadcast. Jim Paris here with you. And I have to tell you, I, I gotta give everybody an explanation about what's going on. Why haven't I done a brand new episode uh, in the show in about uh, two and a half months? Um, Honestly, there's just a lot going on in my personal life right now, and I'm not ready to share all of that, but uh, I will be able to uh, share that here uh, soon, and um, that might just be a little bit of, I don't know, an explanation (laughs) or lack of an explanation, Uh, but uh, we are going to get back to doing this on a regular basis. And one of the things that I've decided to do is to go back to doing this show as audio only. Uh, I switched over, I think it was about three years ago, we switched over to where every show was actually like a live video of me doing the show. And I've decided I'm going to get away from that because the problem with doing that level of a production is that it takes so much more time that I end up missing episodes, especially when I'm traveling. Uh, but now how I'm able to record the show just with audio makes it so much easier. And every, my, my whole setup here is totally portable. So if I'm traveling wherever I am, I can do the show. And I'm going to be able to make a commitment to doing a show uh, every week going forward. So the videos, we've got a huge archive. You'll see the videos on the Facebook channel. We will use the videos, you know, for replays and things like that of the guest appearances. But for now, I'm going to be using video on my Facebook and my other social media. Um, just short video, you know, me outside talking about a different topic or, or wherever I might be. And um, that's how I'm going to be using video. But I'm not going to be doing the show as a video anymore. So we're still looking at possibly just taking the audio of the show and maybe doing like a I don't know, like a still picture and putting that up on Facebook. But the truth is we never really got a huge amount of listens to the show or views of the show when we had it in a video format. So I think what I'm going to go back to here is just my roots in broadcasting, which is that this is audio. And I don't know, I I think it also changes a little bit of the energy of the show when you've got the audio element because you're worried about, you know, what do I look like? What's my background? Um, You're worried about looking at the camera during the show. Whereas when you're just doing it audio, it kind of goes back to, you know, the the purest form of of radio, which is just doing the audio. And I know everybody's doing the, the videos now where they take the podcast, they turn it into a video. And we did that. I just don't really see a benefit of doing that. So uh, here we are. We're going to be doing this show as audio going forward. And um, maybe, like I said, we'll do a still picture with it. Um, but uh, we're just going to keep it kind of kind of fresh, go back to the original uh, idea of podcasting 
uh, and radio being audio. Well, it rained here for two days in Florida. Uh, I'm living back full-time now in Palm Coast, Florida. Some of you know I was spending some time in the Nashville area, but I am back full-time now in Palm Coast, and it rained here for two days straight. It wasn't um, a torrential rain. It was just consistent. It just consistently kept raining. And so what happened was over the course of a couple of days of just this nonstop 24-hour-a-day rain, um, it got flooded here. A, a lot of these little uh, areas where um, we have these water reservoirs where water drains off and fills up these little areas, and man, they're overflowing this morning, and uh, many of the streets are still partially flooded. So just kind of crazy uh, how the weather uh, can change here. The Daytona 500 which was supposed to run on Sunday, was postponed to Monday um, because of the rain. And uh, the Daytona Speedway is about 30 minutes south of where uh, I'm living now here in Palm Coast and where I broadcast from. And then also to add to the rain, it's actually going to be pretty cold here. So they're saying that uh, tonight we're going to have tonight and tomorrow night, so Monday and Tuesday night here in Flagler County, Florida, they're going to be opening up some shelters um, because it's going to be that cold that they're going to um, need to open up shelters. So that'll be interesting uh, to see what's going on. So uh, getting back to my personal life a little bit, uh, mentioned to you that I did just get my real estate license back. So many of you know that I re-entered into the mortgage industry. It'll be two years in June that I've been back uh, doing mortgages. But then on Friday, I went and I sat for the exam uh, to get my real estate license back. And now I do have the real estate license back past the exam. And I'm not honestly to be, you know, totally transparent with everybody. I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to use my real estate license for. I don't know that I'm just going to like go connected to a local real estate office and just be a real estate guy. Um, I'm probably going to use it mostly for referrals. I'm not sure. There was a time uh, back around 2005 to 2010 that I was back in real estate and I was doing both the real estate and mortgages. So clients would come into my office. We'd sit down. We talk about getting the mortgage approval. I take care of that. Then we talk about where they wanted to buy the house. Then I would take care of that. So I kind of did the whole turnkey package of the real estate and the mortgages. And it's really a lot to do all of that. Um, it's They're kind of two different types of businesses. And I don't know that I'm cut out as much to do the real estate side, just because, you know, the driving around, looking at a lot of different houses, I'm not really sure that that fits with my personality as much as doing the numbers and doing the mortgages. So um, probably going to mostly continue to do mortgages, but having the real estate license will give me the opportunity to make referral fees because I do have a lot of clients that come to me, they get approved for the mortgage, and then they don't have a realtor. So then I can use a realtor Um, and do a referral and get a referral fee uh, by having the real estate license. So that's kind of what I'm planning on doing. So this first episode back is not going to be as long as we normally go, but I do have a few topics I want to get into tonight. And the first one is I want to talk about Biden. And I've, I've been saying this for months. I don't see any possible way this guy lasts to the general. Um, I don't think he's going to be the final candidate in the general election in 2024. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But but the main one is you just got to, you know, look at this guy. There was um, 
uh, a video clip I put up on my social media a couple of days ago where just right in the middle of him answering a question, he just stops, looks totally confused, and there there is a 10-second gap where he's just searching for what else to say. He doesn't look good. Uh, he's not uh, presenting himself well in these public appearances. I can't imagine seeing him in a debate with Trump. And what, what you're signing up for, of course, when you elect a president is four more years. So it's not even bad enough, like how Biden looks right now and how he's presenting himself right now. But considering the fact that he's going to, you know, where's he going to be in two years or three years or four years? So I just don't see Biden in the general election. And so that brings up a whole ton of questions about, well, who replaces Biden? I don't think it's going to be Kamala Harris. If I had to guess, I think Biden gets replaced by one of these names that I'm, I'm I'm hearing a buzz about Hillary again. I think that's a possibility. I'm hearing a buzz about Michelle Obama, not thinking that's as likely. And then even like, you know, just the, the, the pop culture names like Oprah Winfrey. You're also hearing names like Gavin Newsom, uh, governor of California. I don't know um, where, you know, where it goes, but I just don't see it being Biden. And that's just, uh, you know, my two cents uh, on the election. Okay, so an interesting money-making opportunity that I was just talking with somebody about yesterday, and I updated an article that I have on this. It's at christianmoney.com if you want to go check it out. It's called Being a Drive-Away Driver. And in this uh, world right now of the gig economy, everybody's got these side things going. They're delivering food for Uber Eats. They're driving ride-sharing. You know, they're a driver for Uber or Lyft or one of these companies. A lot of people have these side gigs. So a really interesting side gig is called um, being a drive-away driver. And I put an article up on this about two years ago. I updated that article. You can now get it at christianmoney.com. It's at the top of the page. The idea is that when people move, they have to move their cars. And and if you've ever moved across country, one time I moved from Central Florida to Dallas and we drove one of the cars. It was our family van. So we packed up all the kids and we drove the van from Central Florida to Texas. But then there was my other car, which was uh, a nice Corvette. And that car had to be moved. So um, we paid a service like $1,000 to move that car. And I think in that case, they loaded it up onto a vehicle trailer and transported it that way. But some people don't like their car to be loaded up like that. It could be damaged. That's one of the big problems with it. And they just as soon have somebody drive their vehicle from their current location to the new location. And um, this is kind of, it's interesting because you'll get paid for driving that vehicle. Like, let's just use this example of like Orlando to Dallas. So you'll get paid to drive that vehicle from Orlando to Dallas. Then you'll also get paid for your travel expenses to get back home because obviously you got to get back. So you'll need a plane ticket to get back. So it's kind of, um, it, it's for somebody who likes to drive and maybe you don't want to do the super short-term driving like that Uber has available where you're just, you know, taking people 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. But this is like a, a whole day of driving, delivering a car from one location to another. It's called being becoming a drive-away driver. The requirements are pretty simple. You've got to be at least 21 years of age. 
You've got to have insurance. You have to have a good driving record. And then they background check you and, and all that kind of thing. So um, it, it is a, a kind of a different, maybe close cousin to being one of these um, rideshare drivers for people that are wanting to go, you know, a little bit longer distances, obviously be driving maybe a few hundred miles to reposition a car. And the interesting part of this too, is they have this with RVs where actually you are the, you get given the keys to an RV and you're driving that RV from point A to point B, uh, delivering an RV, a motorhome, you know, that sort of thing. So it's an interesting opportunity. Just throw it out there. Uh, I know people love these different side gig opportunities that they can look into for supplementing their income. Well, as many of you know, I do work full time in the mortgage industry. So I'm constantly very closely following mortgage rates and rates. Um, you know, we did see a drop in rates. Um, if we went back to, let's say a month ago, five weeks ago, we had seen rates drop about one and a quarter percent from where they were, um, maybe all the way back to the end of June. So we had a really nice drop. Now rates are starting to come back up a little bit. So instead of it being a one and a quarter percent drop, it's more closer right now to about a 1% drop that we've seen. So rates are turning around, you know, coming back up again, but they're still low compared to where they have been. And there's still a lot of people who might be good candidates uh, for a refinance, um, at least a second mortgage, a home equity line of credit to pay off credit cards and, and other personal debt. And that's something that um, I have available if you want to get in touch uh, through my Facebook page. Um, I can talk to you more about that or mortgages for purchase. Um, so there's a lot of different things that are going on right now. The market's kind of shifting, but rates have come down uh, quite a bit from where they were this summer. So if you're somebody that kind of looked at the numbers six months ago, haven't looked at them again, maybe now's a good time to reconsider uh, what some of your mortgage options are. Well, this story is is interesting and I did a little research on it and it's new to me, but it's not necessarily new news because I guess this has been out now for three or four years that there is a pastor in Arkansas and his name is Bob Joyce. And there is a, a growing number of people that believe that Bob Joyce is actually Elvis Presley. Now, we know that there's this conspiracy theory that Elvis didn't really die, that he kind of, you know, uh, faked his death to hide out from the mafia or just live a quiet, peaceful life. Well, they they believe, the people that believe in this, this idea, believe that this pastor in Arkansas by the name of Bob Joyce they believe that he is Elvis Presley. <laughs> now, this has been debunked, and, and there's um, one article in particular that shows some real physical differences between Bob Joyce and Elvis Presley, including a space in his teeth that Bob Joyce has that Elvis Presley did not have. But anyway, it's remarkable how much Bob Joyce actually does look like Elvis Presley. And to, to feed into this conspiracy theory even more, you should hear how this guy sings. He sounds like Elvis Presley. He's about the right height and looks a lot like him. If you could sort of imagine Elvis Presley being, you know, an older man, it kind of looks like Elvis Presley. So it is interesting. And some of you may have already heard of this um, conspiracy theory. I even read one article where they've seen Bob Joyce at Graceland. I don't even know if that's real, if he was there or not, but um I guess this guy, Bob Joyce, is loving all the attention. He's a pastor of a small church 
in Arkansas. And uh, the latest buzz is that this is actually Elvis <laughs> that went into hiding. So anyway, just kind of a fun story there. And um, along those same lines, as far as conspiracy theories go, the flat earth uh, theory, this this is something that um, we did two shows on this. We did We had guests on to talk about flat earth. And these have got to be two of our biggest downloaded um, episodes that people go to our website and they download these flat earth episodes. And I honestly, I'm not a believer. So don't, you know, don't uh, throw me into that group. However, I will tell you that there are more and more people believing in this idea of flat earth. And um, I'm not sure why it's picked up in popularity, but it has. And an interesting sort of uh, thought to go along with that is that um, NASA is sending a, a, a spacecraft, an unmanned craft to the moon here shortly. And that will maybe help clear a lot of this up because part of the flat earth theory is that we never went to the moon. It's sort of a connected idea that there's no way we could go to the moon. The moon isn't even uh, circular. They claim the moon is flat like the earth but it looks circular i'm not 100 percent sure how they explain i mean all the planets and the moons look circular how this flat idea fits in there i don't know but maybe with this some um, new nasa mission this is going to um help clear up this whole flat earth thing but it is a growing theory and one of the things you'll find out about the flat earth people they're really smart people so when you start asking them questions they have answers for every question and and it's not like just some the dog ate my homework explanation they have really well grounded scientific answers for all the questions that we all ask about how could the earth be flat why don't you go over the edge they have all of this and um we have those two episodes they're in the archives if you search for them just go to any of the platforms that has my show and type in flat earth in my uh, podcast and you'll find those Two episodes, but again, uh, another another topic area that seems to um, be growing in popularity. Okay, so uh, electric bikes. I, I made a post about electric bikes, and I was really surprised. I got some pushback on this, which is this. So, we where I live in Palm Coast, we have thirty miles of bike paths, which is really cool. If you're a biker or somebody that likes to to hike or or walk. Um, What's the difference between hiking and walking? I guess if you have a backpack, you're, you're hiking. If not, you're walking. Anyway, um, if you like these paths where you you know you can walk through nature and or ride your bicycle, they're pretty neat. And we've got 30 miles of these walking and biking paths here in Palm Coast. Really, really cool area. A lot of people come in from around the state, even around the country, to be able to use our bike paths because they're they're really, really neat. But we've got this problem. We've got these new bikes, and there's these these stores are popping up all over these electric bikes. And at first, my thought was, oh, these electric bikes, how stupid. You get a bike because you want to pedal, because you want the exercise. But it's a little bit more complicated than that because people that use electric bikes, some of them have disabilities. So if you have bad knees, for example, there's a setting on an electric bike that helps you when you get to that spot where you're making that top turn of the pedal and it helps you. It's called pedal assist. So there are purposes for these bikes that can you know help people um, with, with physical disabilities. On the other hand, 
some of these bikes can like go 30, 35 miles an hour without pedaling. And so what we're seeing is a lot of people on these bike paths really going fast on these electric bikes. And there was a story this past weekend where a 66-year-old cyclist, this happened in South Florida, was killed by a 12-year-old on an electric bike. So I posted this up on my Facebook and I said, hey, maybe we need to start regulating these electric bikes. They go as fast as a motorcycle. I mean, they go 30, 35 miles an hour. I know motorcycles go faster than that, but that's still pretty fast for a bicycle. You see a lot of young kids on these now, you know, even eight, nine, 10 years old on these bicycles that can go as fast as a motorcycle, you know, a lower speed motorcycle. And um, they don't have a license plate. They don't have insurance. Um, they don't obey the traffic laws because they view themselves as a bicycle. So they don't stop at stop signs. These bike paths all say no motorized vehicles, but then they don't view themselves as a motorized vehicle because they don't have a gasoline powered engine. They have an electric bike. So they look at themselves as a bike, not as a motorcycle or as a motorized vehicle. So I posted this on my Facebook and I was really surprised that, uh, you know, probably at least half the people that commented were against what I said, which is like, Hey, isn't it time to regulate these electric bicycles? And, uh, about half the people said, no, why should we? Um, you know, you, you get out there on a bike path and you take your chances. Somebody could go by really fast on a 10 speed bike. Yeah, that's true. But a 10 speed bike, you're not going to maintain 30 or 35 miles per hour. I mean, unless you're going down a, a steep hill. Um, you know, the other thing too is, um, you know, people say, well, what about, you know, someone coming by really fast on a horse or whatever, a horse and buggy back in the day. And these are not trails for horses. These are trails for non-motorized bicycles, but yet it's not being enforced. And the truth is that a lot of these electric bikes, you can't really tell that they're electric versus a regular bike and they don't make any sound. So unlike a motorcycle, what's even worse is that these things go really fast. They don't make any sound. And um, I have almost been hit by an electric bike probably three or four times going really, really fast. So this is just something I'm throwing out there. I'm curious if anybody else has any thoughts or concerns about electric bikes. Um, something that, um, you know, in the, in my area where I live, where there's a lot of bicyclists, um, I think the the pedaling bicycles, um, you know, the bicyclists like myself that pedal, um, we understand that some people might need that pedal assist, but we're kind of not understanding the folks passing us by like we're standing still going 35 miles an hour. And a lot of parents are buying these bikes for their kids. They're not cheap. They're like two, three, four thousand $4,000. They're buying them for their kids to ride to school. And I see them out on the road, like going as fast as a car, you know, cutting into traffic, going on the sidewalk for a while, going on the path for a while, tr jumping back out onto the road in front of a car. And they're not visible. They don't have the, you know, the lights and all that that a motorcycle does. Most of the kids that I see on these bicycles, these electric bicycles are going way too fast. They don't have helmets on. They're not trained drivers at all. And they're probably just too young, too immature to have something that is going that fast. So anyway, my two cents on electric bikes. So the plan for the show then is we're going to get super consistent about doing at least one episode a week. It's usually going to be uh, recorded on a Sunday night and it will come out 
uh, be put out, you know, uh, on Sunday night, it'll be then posted and you'll find that on all your podcast platforms on Monday morning usually is when you'll find it. Uh, it'll be available. So that's all we've got for you this week. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Jim Paris. Uh, super excited about being back, uh, getting the show going again. If you have comments or topics you'd like me to cover, questions you'd like uh, me to answer, um, get in touch. The best, easiest email right now for me is the email that goes right to my phone, which is jameslparis at gmail.com. And uh, don't forget, I can help you with uh, mortgages, um, not just here in Florida, but in a lot of the states across the country. Thanks so much for being with with us. Uh, God bless. And we'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody.